everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast with myself, Jacob Milham. And I do have a very special guest with me today. He is the editor of Royals Review himself. You can find him on Twitter as well, Max Reaper. Max, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Uh, I got a chance to go to a Big Slick, the Big Slick Charity Ooh. Show last night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey in attendance. That's the event. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a big event in Kansas City, hosted by Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, Heidi Gardner. That raises money for the uh, Children's Hospital in town. Uh, so, it was, it was, you know, my wife works at Children's Mercy, so we got tickets for for a discount, and it was a good show. Uh, I did know John Sherman was there, and he did drop fifty thousand dollars for Children's Mercy. So, uh, you know, he's he may be stingy with the Royals, but at least he has a, a generous heart when it comes to the kids. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I would rather that money go to the kids. Honestly, I, I ain't gonna lie. Well, good. That was glad to hear that it was a good event. I only saw some of the clips on social media, and you know, of course, Patrick Mahomes doing his thing on the on the softball field will uh, always get social media traction. But uh, Max, I can't remember. Are you a, are you a Ted Lasso savant at all? Uh, I'm still on season three. I, I enjoy the show. Yes, uh, I'm still. I haven't finished season three. I've heard the ending is pretty good, so I'm kind of. I need to get to the finish line. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I enjoy the show quite a bit. I'm a Jason Sudeikis fan. I, I was about to say, so one thing that I loved from him on Ted Lasso is always sneaking in random Kansas City references. And that, uh, you know, the Arthur Bryant's was first and foremost a lot in the in the series at times. Anything Kansas City barbecue or or sunflowers, things like that. But um, I don't know. He, he, I, he even snuck in like his art teacher from eighth grade or fifth, sixth, fifth grade. Really? I actually knew people that had her and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember her too. She was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. OK, well, hey, I didn't even know that. I'll have to go check that out. But I'll, I'll tell you this much, Max, it was it was a very good ending to the show and to okay. the season. Very much worth it, but I'm very sad that it's over. I, I can't. Is it over for that. sure? I think did they leave the door open for a fourth season? I thought so. They the plot was the plot was close ended, but it wasn't like. You know, he would have to, like, start with something different, right. if that makes sense. I'm but trying. I don't want to. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Thank no, you. No, Thank you. Alert, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone out there. If you were if you're concerned about that, he is. Uh, he does not die to end the show, at least. But um, one thing that I can say that really died this week was any optimism that Royals fans had for <laughs> for this segue. team. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, man, it was it was such a, a rough, a rough week for Royals baseball. I say that like they didn't have Wednesday and Thursday off. They've only played like three games. And it is it has just been really bad. I really thought this team had a good shot of stealing a series away from from the Rockies. Um, I think they lost like four of their last five heading into Kaufman. Like they were on the downhill slope, but here we are, and the Rockies look like a look like a playoff team, like a juggernaut against the against the Royals. Um, Max, un- unfortunately, you kind of have to keep really close tabs on everything Royals related. So I do want to get your thoughts on these past two games from the Rocky series. Well, yeah, what's been demoralizing is we, you know, they had a tough schedule in April. I think everyone realizes that. But May looked pretty, pretty manageable, right? We we're playing some of the worst teams in baseball, the A's, the White Sox, the Rockies, the Nationals. And they going into Sunday's Rockies game, they are five and twelve against the four worst teams in baseball 
or five worst teams other than themselves. Uh, that's not that's not good. That's I mean, you should be, those are the teams you should at least be holding serve against, and they're not even playing well against these teams. And this Man. Rocky series in particular, I mean, it's just it's been lots of mental miscues. I mean, guys, there was a rundown on Saturday where they didn't cover second base and allowed the runner mm. to get back. Bobby Wood Jr. with a couple misplays on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. He got picked off of third base when he, there's no reason for him to get a, a big lead anyway. Uh, Drew Waters just, you know, missing, a, you know, a, an easy ground ball in center field for an extra base. MJ Melendez having his troubles in the outfield. So it's just been really frustrating to see them kind of lose focus in June. You know, we, we haven't really even hit the 100 degree days of July when it's like 90% yeah. humidity in Kansas City. And, you know, it's a little more understandable for guys that maybe aren't used to when a 162 game schedule, uh, you know, grinded out in a major league season. You know, this is still kind of early in the year. And we're it seeing is. these kind of um, miscues and, you know, new manager, Matt McIntyre, he's still kind of learning his personnel. And I don't want to put too much at his feet, but you, you think that, you know, a young team needs to kind of understand the fundamentals of the game or should be, you know, a, a fundamentally good team. But, you know, it's a young team and maybe that's something you learn as you you know go, go throughout your career. So kind of the ups, uh, the frustrations of having a young team, but just really disheartening to see them make so many mental and physical errors, uh, you know, because I, I can forgive strikeouts. I can forgive uh, you're just not, you know, don't have the power, um, but to, to kind of not cover second base, that's like Little League stuff that we shouldn't be saying at this point. So that's that's frustrating. And then the other thing is, you know, the offense looked like they're really bouncing back in early May. The last couple of games, it really hasn't been there. And I think some of that is bad luck. I think they are not hitting well with runners in scoring position. The home runs have still been there, which is good to see. I think this is mm -hmm. one of our best home running and inning teams and perhaps franchise history. It's going to be up there, I think, uh, as one of the top home run teams in world history. But there's there's so many solo home runs. They're just not getting on base. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's been a little bit of a disappointment in the offense in the last week or two. Uh, but I think some of that's just uh, bad luck. So hopefully they can kind of get their heads on straight. Uh, but you know, to to not play well against the Colorado Rockies and the Washington, they they lost two out of three to the Nationals. They lost two out of three to the A's. To lose these kind of series is really just hard because if you're not going to win a series against them, you know, you start looking at the schedule. Who are you going to beat this year? Right, and I think that's the that's the most frustrating part is because entering May we were. I mean, I know I was doing. I was already crossing off like, hey, we might sweep the A's or hey, we might we might sweep the Nationals, and here we are, and they lost both of those series. Um, it is, yeah, it's just a very frustrating time to, to be a Royals fan. There are several like glimmers of hope. Um, I will say Michael Garcia has looked very, very good across the infield. I do like him getting more reps in the, in the middle of the infield, as opposed to third base. Um, Drew Waters has, I think he has kind of rebounded from a pretty bad return to Kansas city. Um, he is, he is looking better. I know we got that RBI. I think it was last night. Um, so that is some good stuff. Um, and Daniel Lynch, man, I think he his first two starts returning from Omaha, he has looked really good. He just hasn't gotten the the defensive support in either of them, honestly. And he's still searching for that first win. But I think Lynch looks like the the member of this rotation that the that the team has been looking for so far in in twenty twenty three. Um, Max, before we move on from the Rockies all, all together, is there is there anything else you want to add? No, I think you're right about Lynch. I mean, I, I, the numbers, you look at the box score, and it's probably not that impressive. He gave up five runs in the first inning. But like you said, it was Bobby Wood Jr. made an error on a you know, Taylor made double play. 
MJ Melendez really missed, missed on a play in the right field. Uh, and that, that could have been a much better inning with a better defense. And, and to his credit, you know, he, he didn't get down on himself. He kind of battled back and the next four innings, he looked pretty sharp. Uh, I think there was some, a lot of encouraging signs from there. So I was, I was pretty encouraged by what I saw out of him. And then Drew Waters, you're right. He had a nice opposite field home run on Saturday, uh, 420, like left center field, which I knew he had some power, but that was pretty impressive power. And like I said, this is a, this has been an impressive home run hitting team. If you know, if you want to take one pause away from this team, they can hit home runs. There was an interesting tweet from Sean Newkirk about how Kaufman has actually been a very neutral home run park this year. You know, obviously hmm. the last 15 years, it's been a, a pitcher's park as far as home runs. Uh, very hard hit one out here. This year has been pretty neutral, which is interesting. Now, small sample size, perhaps, but yeah. um, and, but you know maybe the Royals being a, a more of a power hitting team is part of that. Um, but it is interesting how Kaufman has played a little bit different. But it is nice to see them uh, kind of put the ball out of the ballpark a little bit more now. Like I said, just the next part needs to be do it with guys on base because they've been kind of extraordinarily bad with runners in scoring position this year. That that is true, and you also uh, it would help if Jordan Lyles wasn't surrendering so many of those home <laughs> runs in in Kauffman Stadium either. To be honest, okay, alrighty. Well, on the other side of this ad break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the 2024 lineup and what the Royals should or will do. Go and stay tuned. And we're back on the Royals Rundown Podcast. Jake Mellahan here with Max Reaper. So, Max, I was sitting here thinking about, okay, we're in an evaluation year. That has been made abundantly clear by team leadership, by people surrounding the team, and that is is kind of the mantra for the overall season for the Royals. But my concern is we have a whole lot of, I wouldn't say guys that are doing awful for just, just coming up to the major league level. You, you can see a lot of lot of worse guys coming from AAA to their respective major league club. But they're not doing great either. They're not doing otherworldly things in the in the batter's box. They're like you said, they're having some miscues in the field and things like that. So my my concern is if we're in this evaluation year and there's a whole bunch of guys that are okay, well, they they did this competently at least but will they be like will they make the 2024 team better does that make sense i'm i'm concerned that there's going to be a whole bunch of lukewarm players in the 2024 lineup because again we expect them to make steps forward while they didn't really show us anything in 2023 i know i know that's a very long train of thought there max but it's Either will the Royals stay with the youth movement if they're lukewarm or will they go out and try to find, you know, new youth in other systems via trade or would they go out in free agency and actually spend some considerable money? I don't know, Max. I'm very, very torn about what the Royals could do in 2024 if no one really like sets themselves apart. Yeah, they said this is an evaluation year, but I mean the evaluation won't stop <laughs> at the end of the year. They'll be evaluating. There, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are have incomplete grades at the end of the season, like you said, either because they've been lukewarm, like a guy like Edward Olivares who looks good at the bat sometimes, but overall his offensive numbers are still below average. And of course, he's a bit of a liability in outfield. Like, does he have a place on this team next year? Or a guy like Kyle Isbell has just been hurt. I mean, he's been hurt. We haven't. It's been incomplete. We haven't really gotten to see 
what he can do. And what we have seen has been good defense, but not much offense. So there's going to be some evaluation beyond that. Uh, whether or not they are aggressive this offseason, I mean, part of me thinks they, they kind of have to be, if nothing more, than to galvanize support for a stadium vote because there's probably going to be a vote next April. That's when, uh, you know, they need to generate some excitement between now and that moment. And what better way to do, to, to do that than by making some aggressive moves this offseason, spending some money, and um, and putting up forth at least what on paper looks like a much better product than what you had in 2023. Um, the, the thing that kind of gives me pause about that is this is an ownership group that spent a billion dollars to buy this team a couple years ago. It was some of that was financed through debt and they've got to make some service on that debt. I don't know how much more they have left, um, but that's almost certainly part of why they've gone cheap on this payroll is because they, they need to use that money to service the debt. Um, now, if, if, if they made a lot of progress with that, then they, they can start spending money on this payroll. The, pay, the Padres had they, their ownership group spent a lot of money on the team and they went cheap for a couple of years. And, and then once the, they, they said, yeah, we're done servicing the debt. They went crazy <laughs> and, went and spent buku bucks to land all these big players. I don't think the Royals are going to do that, but can I see them signing a, a solid starting pitcher, maybe an outfielder? Yeah, they could do that. I don't think they're going to go uh, spend a ton of money, but I do see them supplementing this roster. I think if nothing else, then to say we don't want to rely so much on young players because they are, number one, that's putting too much pressure on them. That's probably not good for their development. We don't want uh, – there's going to be some inconsistency. And also just look at the injuries. I mean, the, you know, the, there's precious little depth so that if you if you, if you you lose a Ryan Yarbrough and a Chris Bubich, suddenly you're scrambling for starters. That's not a good position to be in. So I think if nothing else, they'll bring some veterans in and say, well, if the veterans get hurt, at least we have some of these young guys to step up then. So, you know, you and I had a little back and forth about – you know, how many players on this roster will be, it will even be in the big leagues in three years. And I think I was a little more pessimistic than, than probably I needed to be. <laughs> I, was, I, I think I was in a mood. But, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, some of these guys will cut it, but a lot of these guys won't. That's that's just yeah. the harsh truth of baseball is like, you can be you can have a good pedigree and you can be looking in the minors, but Major League Baseball is a whole new story. And some of these guys won't be here in a couple of years. They won't be in the, in the majors. They'll be in the minors somewhere, in the independent ball. Um, so... You know, this, it's really important that the Royals kind of stick with the youth for this year, I think, and get a long look so they really have a good plan of where they need to fill holes for next year. Okay. All right. That is, yeah, I think there was so many answers on on that question that was put forward about like how many players. I, so I took it as how many players on the 26-man roster will right. be in Major League Baseball in even three years, much less. I think, I think Lamar put forward that it was how many players on this – roster right now are going to be on the next competitive Royals team which you know that could be in three years that could be in six years we don't even we don't even know right now it is uh we everyone kind of thought that this team was going to make steps forward this year and here we are at 17 and 41 as of this recording so uh that is that is not happening unfortunately but you you are right I think look they're already in a hole they're not digging out of this hole anytime soon um, a lot of the other teams in the central are starting to make their climb up after slow starts. The Royals are not. So you might as well take this opportunity to, you know, see what you got in some of these young guys and trot them out there, get them, get long looks at them. Because I think that's one reason why I've always been so pessimistic on Edward Olivares, because 
they yo-yoed him back and forth, which is what they needed to do for depth at the time. But they never chose a window and said, "Okay, we're going to commit to Olivares for, say, three weeks and he's going to be our everyday outfielder. And we're going to see what he is, because in those windows you would see, oh, well, he's doing great. He should stay. Or then you would see, oh, he's doing bad. Well, he's just coming from Omaha. So you got to you shouldn't put any stock in that. So all that to say it is it's a very interesting junction that this team is at even right now and especially entering this offseason if this team does not uh, make steps forward on the field. Because what I think right now they're on pace for like a 40-some-odd win year, like it's it's just not good, man. Well, and honestly, I mean, the, 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 the standings, are, you know, throw out the standings, and just at this point they really shouldn't even be looking to win-loss record, which is I know is right, right. because you, you, know, you want to win. But it's like if, if – if playing Edward Olivares and Michael Massey every day helps you evaluate for the future and it costs you some wins now, I mean, you got to do it, right? Because true, 47 wins, 62 wins, it doesn't really matter. If anything, it's actually better to lose more games because you have a better chance of getting the number one pick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you, it gives you a chance to see, it, it get a fair look at Edward Olivares and say, is he part of the future or is he not? He doesn't need, I don't think you need 1,500 plate appearances, you know, not to say like he can't, you know, at th- age 30 with the Astros, he figures it out. Like, okay, that happens sometimes. The Royals it can't does. be afraid that if they cut bait on him, he'll figure it out somewhere else. He's a talented hitter. He he could he could be a better hitter, no no doubt. But is does he fit for this franchise right now? He may not. Maybe he does. I mean, I'd like to see him play better. And I think he, he is. I mean, there's times where I think he's a really good hitter, but um, he's been far too consistent. So, you know, give, give these guys everyday looks uh and 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 give them 500 pas and at the end of the year evaluate them then and at least you then you know you've given them a fair opportunity to win or lose the job and you can have a better idea of where you want to fill out this roster with veterans uh this offseason that is true it's a it's a more wise approach to okay instead of just spending money to spend money we will we'll focus on what roles we need I do I do want to get your thoughts on something specifically going back to the to the Rocky series real fast. So I know there was quite a bit of kerfluffle when Q pulled out Michael Massey from from second base. Um what was it late Friday or was it late Saturday? Saturday, yeah. No, was it so, no, I think you're right, it was Friday. Okay. I I couldn't remember for sure. <clears throat> but so, and please keep this in mind, I've had a very, very busy week at work and my, my wife and I, she got, she got tickets to a, to a Broadway show um, that came to Richmond. So I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to, going to put the phone down. I ain't going to watch the Royals lose tonight and I will actually go enjoy an evening with my wife. So I, I didn't watch the game at all, but I, I have this made up in my mind and it's going to take a lot to change it. But I always think and will think probably that Michael Massey is one of the better defensive infielders on this team. And so, Max, I wanted I want to get your thoughts. Like, why would Quatrero pull him from that situation if you do want the best defense on the field in that in that late inning situation? Because I think he I think he pulled him for for Lopez and then. Guard, I, I saw somewhere, I think maybe Annie Rogers tweeted it out that Q sees the best defensive infield lineup as Lopez at third, which I don't disagree with. Lopez at third is 
been doing really good things in 2023. But then sliding over Michael Garcia to second base, which I'm not sure I fully agree with. So, Max, what what are your thoughts on that whole situation? No, he actually said he said Garcia third with Nikki at, okay. at second. So sorry. Uh, no, Thank yeah, you. No, 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 yeah, uh, which is interesting because like Massey was a Gold Glove winner in the minors. Like yeah. he had a reputation as a good defender, and he looks pretty good. I wouldn't say he's like flashy or making web gems on a nightly basis, but he's very he seems very competent. Uh, I haven't looked at the metrics, even though it's 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 and it's early anyway. I don't know if you can get too much out of that, but I I mm-hmm. feel like he's competent, and I feel like he's the young guy you need to be evaluating right now, not Nicky Lopez. Right. So this is one of those things, like yeah, maybe okay. Even if you did think that, and Lopez is a very good defender, I don't doubt that. Um, you you kind of trade the you know, you your 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 prime objective is not let's get every advantage we can to win games. It's Right. What, what's 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 the best long term thing here? Is it to to get Nicky Lopez in a game and see what our defense is like, or is it to get see what Michael Massey can do on defense? Now it's it's one inning, um, so I you know probably doesn't matter that much, but True. um, but but it does kind of exemplify a larger thing of like he'll sit Bobby Wood Jr. on certain days, um, to in favor of like Matt Duffy, which again that's probably more to rest Bobby Witt. Or playing Jackie Bradley Jr. on a case, like he's playing today over Drew Waters, which mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess maybe Waters needs a day off, um, but Jackie Bradley probably shouldn't be playing much. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Part of me, here's another uh, uh, possibility, showcasing Lopez for a trade, because I do think mm. um, they've got a situation where they've got some infielders coming up. Nick Lofton is on the injured list, I think, right now, but – He's he's really come around the last month and it started to really hit for them all. Samad Taylor has been hitting all year. These are two guys that probably could fill a utility role at the major league level and probably should in the second half of the season. So, like, what role does Nicky Lopez really have to play on this team? He doesn't really have yeah. one. And so maybe you showcase him for a trade. I don't think you're going to get a lot for him, but you might get a useful arm from for him. So, um, so we'll see. But yeah, I don't. It's kind of weird. It was kind of a weird. Um, move i don't uh it's not like michael massey is like omar infante out there he's he's a pretty competent defender uh so i yeah i don't know what the thinking there was that is um you know what we'll we'll see bigger sample sizes maybe they're still trying to figure out how to maximize garcia in late inning situations possibly um but we'll we'll just have to keep tabs on it max there's so much Maybe I'm putting too much stock into, into individual choices, but you know, Q is a Q's a new manager. Like we we just don't know a whole lot about his tendencies or his his thoughts on on these situations and things like that. So I'm I'm probably trying to dissect that more than the actual individual players themselves. But speaking a little bit more about individual players, all-star voting did open up for Major League Baseball. Now, this, this is the phase one voting. Um, they will get us the phase or like the, the phase two or whatever it is, like the first look at how many votes it is. Um, let's see here on June 22nd. So we, we do have some time. So I don't know if Salvador Perez is leading American League catchers in voting, but I think the guy has a pretty dang good case for it. Um, he leads that group in OPS. Um, I believe he also leads it in home runs. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Yep. Leads it in home runs, leads it in OPS, and is top 
like three in every other metric that that they could sort by. Like Salvador Perez, in my opinion, should be the all star choice for the American League at catcher. But Max, outside of him, there ain't there ain't a whole lot for Royals fans to choose from. I mean, we could always do the right in for Omar and Fonte. I think that should be the the expectation is, you know, hashtag vote Omar should still be going strong here in 2023. But are there any other players that you think can have a strong June and elevate themselves into a serious all-star contender? Or is the rest of the lineup too far gone? Well, let me get to Salvi first. I think Salvi will be at the All-Star game. Uh, whether or not he's a starter, I think, um, depends on uh, how much support there is for Adley Rushman. I think that's going to be mm. the biggest competition. I think he's Rushman right now is like right behind Salvi and OPS. Um, Rushman is kind of the hot young thing. Yeah. Very good hitter, very good defender too. And, of course, Baltimore's having a really good season. I think he'll get probably a little bit of a boost from that. So it, I, I would expect – Salvi's got the name recognition, and he's got he's got good numbers. He's got he's got numbers. Um, so it'll probably be a pretty close vote, I think, between those two. But I think those are going to be the, both of them will be headed to uh, Colorado for the All Star game. Is it please in Colorado this year? No, no, it's in Seattle. Seattle, that's right. Yeah, uh, Colorado's a couple years ago. Seattle this year. Um, as far as who else could go, uh, yeah, Vinny Pascantino. I mean, there actually aren't that many good first basemen in the American League this year. Uh, Yandy Diaz has been the best one. Uh, but he's not like a household name, and the Rays fans, you know, are, I don't know if there's going to be stuffing the ballot. They're not exactly like ra- a rabid fan base. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Rizzo of the Yankees is having a pretty good season. The Yankees yeah. fans will probably stuff the ballot for him. Nate Lowe for the Rangers is having an okay year, but he's not hitting a lot of home runs, and the Rangers are having a nice year. I know Vlad Guerrero Jr. is probably going to be your starter. Oh, and Ryan Noda for the A's. The A's have to get a starter in, or have to get a player in. And he would probably be one more likely. I mean, there's, there's can't pick any of their pitchers. They all stink. And notice that was kind of a, a nice season for them. So, yeah, Vinny, if he had, if he hadn't before his slump uh, the last couple of weeks, he was actually among the leaders in first baseman in OPS. Uh, he's kind of fallen back in the pace. So a hot June could get him back into the running, but he's probably on the outside looking in. Um, you know, what, one guy I was considering not as a getting a vote. Uh, but, you know, last year they had kind of the old man uh, selection with Miguel Cabrera of the mm-hmm. Tigers and Albert Proles with the Cardinals. They gave him a spot, not because they were, it was meritorious for this year, but because of their career. They're, you know, it's kind of a legends selection. Zach Granke would be perfect for that this year. Yeah. Um, you know, this is probably his last year, although he hasn't officially said that, uh, or at least one of his last couple years. Uh, he's definitely, you know, he's Hall of Famer, I think, in my mind. And uh, it would be really nice, I think, to to see him get to go to the All Star game one last time. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he has no interest in going to the All Star game. You never can tell them. <laughs> He'd rather go mow the lawn at home with his kids. Uh, but I think it would be kind of a neat honor, and it would be as a Royals fan, it'd be really neat to see him kind of get uh, acc- uh, acclaim for his really uh, uh, his his career and uh, see him in the All Star game. So it, it would be neat to see see Granky and Salve at the All Star game. Other than that, I'm not really expecting any other Royals to be there. If all right, I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. If do you like, do you see Bobby having any chances? Because I'm look, I'm looking at you know they have this sortable list and things like that. I'm actually very surprised. Bobby's like top five in RBIs, OPS, home runs. He's second amongst all AL shortstops. Like, and and he's great on the on the base pass. He's a very young, exciting player to watch. Um, 
and there's outside of like Corey Seager and Bo Bichette, there's not really any other shortstops having strong seasons so far. Like, do you see the scale of one to 10? How surprised would you be if Bobby actually like was in Seattle, not as a starter, but as a reserve? I think with Wander Franco, I think it would probably be another uh, all-star shortstop there too. Mm, yes, you're uh, right. Yeah, Thank I'd, you. I'd probably put like a, I mean, he could get hot in the next month, certainly. Um, but yeah, I'd probably put it like as a three right now. I mean, he's hitting 236, uh, which I, I understand a lot of guys don't, don't hit for average anymore, but there are three third basemen hitting over 300. Seager, Corey Seager, Bobuchet, Wander Franco, all hitting over 300. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think he's probably, probably the outside looking in. Uh, the White Sox will need a rep, and I don't know if Tim Anderson's going to be. I, he hasn't played that. Man. He hasn't really played that well, but they're going to have to yeah. send someone. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's it. I think he'll make an All Star game one of these days, uh, just because of the, I mean, the home runs and the stolen bases. I think makes him really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. You know, unless he gets hot over the next, you know, month, which could happen if he gets his average up to two sixty, um, and you know he's 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 got the lead of among all shortstops and home runs. And I think he starts to, you know, people start clamoring for him a little bit because uh, he certainly got the star potential, right? Uh, he's a guy that I think player that fans want to see, uh, but he's probably going to have to get his numbers up for for that to happen. Probably so. Man, I was, I was not realizing this White Sox. They don't have any, like, yeah. any <laughs> solid options. Jake, Jake Berger, probably a designated hitter might be their best yeah, option. I think Lucas Giolito was having a good year, but uh, that's true. Yeah, it's been, it's been tough for them. <laughs> so, Whew, they've got a lot goodness. of talent and it's just like, they're, they're they terrible do. this year. That they are, that they are. Well, Max, this is uh this has been a fun time. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Talking about some of the Royals. Hopefully, hopefully, listeners, we've brightened your day a little bit. I know there ain't a whole lot of good things to be talking about with the Royals right now. But if you want to hear a little bit more about the farm hands, um, I did just record an episode with Jared Perkins of Just Baseball talking about his picks for each level's best batter and best pitcher for the month month of may so that w- that's a good listen you can go check that out in your feed wherever you listen to podcasts at and then max i know um i know you are always busy herding cats over at royals review and stuff but um if folks wanted to hear more about your opinions where could they find them at oh you know you can always turn to royals review uh dot com uh i know this week we got some pieces coming out about uh, the 2018 draft, looking back at it uh, from uh, you know, five years later. Um, I, I think I'm going to be working on a piece about how bad are the Royals? Are they really this bad? Or is this just kind of, <laughs> they've been a little unlucky? Like they can't really be this bad, can they? Uh, so, and we try to, you know, we try to stay positive, uh, but but certainly there's some, there's some critical pieces as well. So, you know, come on out, uh, let your voice be heard. We got a, a very robust community that comments. Uh, so, Check us out at royalsreview.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at Royals Review and my own personal Twitter account at Max Reaper, M-A-X-R-I-E-P-E-O. All right. Well, thank you very much, Max. Listeners, if you're still here, you know where to find me on Twitter at, but please go support the podcast Twitter at Royal Rundown Pod. Always trying to re-aggregate and support other Royals content creators out there. But to everyone out there still listening, thank you for your support as always. And until next time, Go Royals!